International student has been shot and killed by Saguenay police. Inquest into the death of a man at the hands of police. Here's a version of facts that contradicts what police had initially had said. Hockey Canada has a ton of complaints in their first year of a new complaint mechanism. CSIS has a culture of harassment and abuse. Detailed by four employees there and Mexicans' Mouche community celebrates and mourns in the shadow of a wave of death of trans and non-binary Mexicans. Good morning. It's Friday, December 1st. Folks, it's December. I'm Nora coming to you from San Diego still and here are your headlines. First, we start in Shikudami. Two days ago, Saguenay police officers shot and killed a student at the Université de Québec at Chicoutimi. The student was reported to have had a knife. The student had not been in Canada for very long, just a few months. He was an international student from Guinea. Members of the Guinean embassy came to Saguenay after the murder, and they plan to repatriate his body after an investigation is complete. Quebec's internal investigation unit, the BEI, is investigating the police shooting. Next to Winnipeg and more police shooting news. City News is reporting that an inquest in Winnipeg that is investigating the death of five men who all died during interactions with Winnipeg police is showing that the police message on what happened is not matching the evidence. In one case, three officers claimed that the suspect was combative and uncooperative when police arrived on the scene, reports Morgan Majeski from City News. But video evidence showed that it wasn't exactly the case. The suspect, who police eventually killed, was on the ground when police investigators showed up. There was nothing to suggest that they were in a violent struggle with the man. He first ran out to a police car in distress. He had a hatchet in his pocket, but he apologized and he ran away. Police thought his hatchet looked like a gun, and so they ran after him. In the interaction, the man was then pinned on the ground and he died at the hands of police. The video totally throws out what the police had said had happened. They had said that the man had stopped breathing, but evidence shows that when investigators arrived on the scene, police were actually on top of the man and had to be ordered to get off of him. The man's family said that his death has quote-unquote drastically impacted the lives of his family, and it's been very slow for them to get answers into what happened when he was apprehended by police. Next to hockey news. Hockey Canada has received nearly 1,900 complaints during the 2022-2023 season. It's the first time that a new independent third-party mechanism has been used to accept and stick-handle complaints. Of these 1,900 complaints, 187 were accepted and processed. 1,400 complaints, quote, didn't meet the threshold of severity and were redirected to provincial or territorial members for assessment, reports the Canadian Press. More than half of the complaints were related to bullying and harassment. 20% were related to sexual, quote-unquote, maltreatment. I don't know what maltreatment means, but it's a word that's used a lot in this piece. Physical abuse accounted for 11% of the complaints, 7% related to discrimination, and 7% were related to an abuse of power. The Canadian press says this number of complaints accounted for nearly one complaint per 200 players. 
In addition, there were 1,624 complaints of on-ice discrimination in 2021-2022, both alleged and documented incidences. Now to another report from the Canadian press, this time a byland report. So I can say that this report was from Daryl Greer, a CSIS agent. A new officer has alleged that his senior officer sexually assaulted her several times. One story was that the pair was tracking a suspect and then they said that they lost contact and therefore lost their target. But now the woman is saying that they didn't actually lose the communication signal, that they were actually out having driven into a parkade where their colleague was now raping her. Between 2019 and February 2020, this colleague raped the individual nine times inside of CSIS surveillance vehicles. Another new CSIS officer said the same thing happened to her too during covert missions. This despite the fact that the first woman had made complaints that young women should not be paired with this person. And yet, nothing happened. The two officers are part of four who shared documents with the Canadian press that show a culture of toxic and unsafe workplace culture within the National Spy Agency. One of the women has lodged a lawsuit with the BC Supreme Court, but the court rejected it, saying that the woman hadn't exhausted her other options for grievances built into the federal government's processes. She had to go back and start with them. But when she brought their complaints forward, an external examiner deemed her rape to be unfounded. The aggressor claimed that the sexual encounters between the two were consensual. It's important to note that rookie CSIS agents are under tremendous pressure to conform and put up with a lot of garbage in general. And so the idea that sexual encounters between a senior officer and a rookie inside of a work vehicle during work hours seems like kind of an insufficient reply. For the other person in the case, one of them is now unfit for duty due to having developed depression and anxiety. She said that she developed depression and anxiety due to the stress of dealing with her senior colleagues. One of the ways that she was harassed was that a rumor was started that she and the woman who launched the sexual assault lawsuit were in a sexual relationship together. There are a lot more details of the alleged abuse in the Canadian Press article that I encourage you to read if you want to see how deep and rotten it sounds like CSIS is internally. And finally, Mexico's Mushe community used their annual celebration to call attention to a series of high-profile murders of Mushe Mexicans. Mushes are people who identify as a third gender and traditionally in indigenous Zapotec society, were respected and celebrated. But in 2019, Oscar Carzola was murdered. They were 62 and had been a pillar of the Mushe community, reports Al Jazeera. Then on November 13th, Jesus Ociel Baena was murdered in their home. Baena was Mexico's first openly non-binary magistrate. From 2018 to 2022, at least 453 LGBTQ Mexicans have been murdered. And trans people experience violence in Latin America at a rate that is higher than in the rest of the world. The Trans Murder Monitoring Project found that 74% of all documented murder of trans or gender diverse people occurred in Central and South America. Most of the murders occurred in Brazil. But in Mexico, from October 2022 to September 2023, there were 52 homicides. Baena's death happened right before the festival called Vela de las Autenticas Intrepidas Buscadores de Peligro, 
Al Jazeera translates this like this, the vigil for the authentic and fearless seekers of danger. Festival goers mixed the celebration of being Mushe with remembrance and solemn ceremonies of the violence that has created a lot of fear among the community. Those are your headlines for Friday, December 1st. I'm Nora. I'm almost finished here. This has been a really hard week to do the daily news. So I hope that the episodes have been okay. I mean, I have to be honest. Tonight, last night, I was at open bar. I mean, it's been really hard to do these episodes. But hey, it's Friday. I'll be back to normal on Monday, though I'll still be on the road. You are listening to this podcast at sandyandnora.com on the Real News Network podcast feed and anywhere that you get your podcasts. I can't believe it's already December. And folks, Shane McGowan died. He was a legendary lead singer of The Pogues. If you haven't done yourself a favor, listen to something by The Pogues right now. The most stereotypical thing you do is to listen to The Fairy Tale of New York. But there's so much other music. So celebrate the death of Henry Kissinger by listening to your favorite Pogue song while remembering the life of Shane McGowan. I will talk to you on the other side of this weekend.